Welcome and greetings, career-minded superstars. You are listening to the exclusive Career Coach, your podcast for all things career. And I'm Lisa Edwards, the indispensable career coach for superstars just like you. Now let's dig into this week's topic, shall we? Hi there. I want to tell you about my webinars that are going to be coming up every month. I want you to check out my website and see what this month's webinar topic is and sign up. The format is going to be the same every month, even though the topics are going to change. It's going to be a huge variety of career-related topics. I'm going to give you a deep dive into content about that topic for about 30 minutes, and then you're going to have a chance for 30 minutes of Q&A in the chat box while I'm, I'm teaching you. You can ask me a question, and then if you're really brave, and I hope you will be, you can be volunteered to coach live on that month's topic so you can raise your hand and I'll coach you. I want to give you that URL so that you can go to my website, see what the next topic is and sign up. So go to http colon backslash backslash. Nope. So go to my website at exclusivecareercoaching.com forward slash webinar sign up see what this month's topic is, see when and, and, and what time it is, sign up and, uh, and get in there and participate with me. I look forward to having you there. Thanks. Greetings. I hope you're doing great. As I record this podcast, it's the Wednesday after Easter. And interestingly enough, I live in Florida and uh, the weather here has been gorgeous and getting up into the 80s and just really, really beautiful. And a friend of mine from where I, I lived for 13 years in northeast Missouri sent me a picture of her home on Easter with six inches of snow. I told her that the Easter Bunny was going to have to do something besides drop eggs, uh, maybe hide the hot chocolate or something uh, for this Easter. So I'm feeling very blessed to be in Florida, as I always am. Well, except for maybe, I don't know, sometimes in August it gets pretty rough. But most of the time I'm really glad to be here. I talked last week about, and and over the last couple of weeks really, about this change in my business to go back to my roots to working with 20-somethings. I shared with you that I have 20 plus years of experience in running two university career centers, one in Georgia, one in Missouri. And when I went into my own business, I thought it was time for me to work with a more mature clientele. And while I love working with them, they typically don't need the full sphere of my genius like the college students do and the recent grads, those who are within 10 years of graduation. So I've made that shift and I actually wrote uh, a blog a couple of weeks ago about my reasons for doing that in some depth. But in, in essence, it was talking about really noticing over the last year my energy around working with 20-somethings and how engaging that was for me and how fulfilling. And also there was this sense of being in my zone of genius because these these people really needed everything that I bring to the table, um, really much more so than my more mature clients often felt like they needed. And then there's those 20 years of experience that are hard to ignore and hard to walk away from. It's what I know. It's what I do. And finally, and most, I think, importantly, at the end of the day, I had this very strong sense that this is what I meant to do. And I was essentially turning my back on my purpose. I was sort of, maybe I was turned sideways to my purpose because I was still helping people with their careers, but I wasn't helping perhaps the right people with their careers. 
And so all of that is to say that I am fully engaged in working with 20-somethings and will be making a lot of changes in my business over the next several months to um, incorporate that and to serve those clients to the very, very best of my ability. I encourage you to listen to the previous two podcasts and what I did was a Q&A with two college students from here in Tallahassee from Florida State University and they collected questions from their friends. They also had their own questions about careers and we covered everything from internships to LinkedIn to job search sites to networking. Um, You name it, we covered it and I did it over two podcasts. We had so much content so I really encourage you to listen to those. Today I want to talk about how to sort of how to sort of approach choosing your career path if you are graduating from college this year or perhaps next year or perhaps last year and you really haven't landed yet you haven't found your footing so i want to give you some perspectives i came up with three main ones that i wanted to share with you today And next week I'm going to talk um, a little bit more granular, but I'm really talking very broadly today. And I think all of these apply to kind of everybody, no matter what your major is, no matter where you're at in this process. I think I'm giving you food for thought. So number one that I want to talk about is that you don't have to be in your dream job right out of college. And in fact, If you can achieve your dream job right out of college, then that tells me that your dream isn't big enough. You typically need several years of work experience. You might need an advanced degree. You may need some more certifications. But certainly where you're at as a typical 22-year-old, now we're not talking about somebody who's returned to college, but someone who is of traditional college age, who has maybe some internships under their belt, some part-time experience, a major. I don't expect you to be able to land in the center of your bullseye. So if you think about what a dartboard looks like, my goal for you at age 22 with a bachelor's degree is to be on the dartboard, probably on an outer ring. So I don't want your dart to sail over onto the wall or you know through the doorway into the next room. But nor do I expect it, nor should you expect it to land dead center. Again, you're going to need some experience. You're going to maybe need some additional education or certifications to get in that center. And and I do want to say something about that center of your bullseye is that it's not just one job. It's not just one thing that's in the center. It could be a cluster of possibilities that are really at the center of the intersection of your passion, your skills, your your uh, the value that you bring to the world. I'll be talking a lot more about that in the future, but I really want to just talk about that first job. Get on that target, probably on that outer ring, and then the your job in that job is to then learn more about yourself. There are certain things that you will not know about yourself and will not know about your work preferences and your employer preferences until you've just been day-to-day doing a job. And so two to three years from now, after you've been in, which is typically about how long college graduates stay in their first job, you're going to know so much more about yourself. And your goal with that next job, that subsequent job, is to get a little closer to the center. And you can probably think that there's going to be two or three jobs between the start and getting into the middle of that bullseye. So again, 
really just think about what's a good first step, not the end goal. We're not there yet. We really don't even know what that looks like in most cases, but what's a good starting point that puts me in the right direction. So that's number one. The second thing I want to want to present to you or want you to think about is that your degree does not have to equal your career. There are certain occupations that need a certain degree. I'm talking about accounting, nursing, teaching, what are considered the professions, right? But even in those situations, just because you major in accountant, accounting doesn't mean you have to become an accountant. Just because you major in nursing doesn't mean you have to become a nurse. We live in a democracy. But typically, of course, when people do those majors, it's because they want that specific career. That's the exception rather than the rule. So for the rest of you, I really want you to think not in terms of what can I do with this degree, but rather what do I want to do? So most employers aren't going to be so concerned with what that degree is, just that you have one. And I can promise you that after your first job out of college, your degree in, in terms of what it was in will be less and less important. They want you to have one, but they really aren't so concerned with what that major is. It's really so much more about what you can do for them, what you personally, in terms of your fulfillment, what do you want to do with that degree? So really, um, <laughs> I used to say when I was working with college students, so with your bachelor's degree, what I want you to do is date careers throughout your life. So let's say you never get a master's degree. I want you to date. So date a career and then break up with it. Just plan on it after three to five years, maybe as long as a decade, I'm going to break up with you. Bye-bye. And I'm going to go date another career. My analogy follows that if you get a master's degree, you kind of get engaged to something. And again, that even varies depending on what your master's is in. But typically, if you've taken the time to spend the money and the energy to get a master's degree, you're a little bit more wedded to a particular career field. And then guess what the PhD is? Yes, put a ring on it. You have married it. Now, again, there are divorces happen every day in this country. So you can still divorce that career field, even with a PhD. It's much less common that you do that. And I would say with the PhD, it also goes with the MD and to a lesser degree, the JD, simply because I see attorneys, people with law degrees in every conceivable field. So they seem to be pretty comfortable with divorcing their Juris Doctorate um, and going into another field or taking their Juris Doctorate and going into a very atypical field. So I'm thinking of my um, a woman I worked with, her husband, who is the vice president of university advancement at a university in Missouri. So he's taken his law degree to run a um, the the um, advancement office, which is where the money comes in at the university and the donors, the corporate donors, the individual donors. And he's been able to use his law degree to help people with, um, oh, what do you call it? Like where you put the university in your will, you put the university on your life insurance policy, all that kind of stuff. So he's found a way to really use that law degree, um, but in maybe kind of an atypical way. Again, your degree does not have to equal your career. So one of the things that I would suggest that you do when you're thinking about where do I go with this degree is to find four or five job descriptions that interest you. So this is an activity I do with my clients often at, at any level of their development. 
find four or five job type or job descriptions that interest you. So go on to indeed.com, go on to LinkedIn, find job descriptions that are pretty robust. In other words, they don't just have a couple of words in there, but they've given you some pretty good detail about what the job entails. Don't worry about the job title. And don't really, for these purposes, even worry about what they're looking for in terms of qualifications. I want you to focus on what does the job entail. And then I want you to print, I would print them out. You can do them however you want to, but I would print them out and I would manually kind of edit those job descriptions. I would take a highlighter and a pen. I would make notes. I would highlight things and I would really be pulling out of those job descriptions. What about them interests me? What am I seeing about that particular job description that sounds like a really great fit for me? And then after I'd done that with four or five job descriptions, I would step back, I would take a step back, and I would look at them in the aggregate. So look at them all together and it, as if it were one gigantic job description. And what am I seeing? What do I, what have I learned about myself from this exercise? What does this tell me? I think this is particularly important to do when you don't even know what job title sort of category to go in. You're so um, kind of wide open at this point. And I really, again, don't want you to focus on what the job title, who cares what the job title is. Job titles are very company specific. They're very industry specific. They, there's huge latitude. I want you to look at job content because I promise you that if you can articulate to an employer, this is what I want to do for you. This is what I'm really great at. He can translate or she can translate that into what is what is in their company, what jobs are available that fit the description you've just given. You aren't expected to know what their internal um, job titles are, but you are expected to know what you bring to the table and what you want to do. All right, so I think that hopefully that will really help you in moving away from any kind of preconceived notion that there's a certain job title that you're supposed to see because of a certain uh, major that you've had. All right, so in review, number one, you're not going to find your dream job right out of college. Don't expect to. Let's just get on the, on the bullseye, on the target somewhere, on, the, on the, the dartboard. Number two, I want you to sort of divorce your degree from your career and really focus on where you want to go with that degree, not where you think that degree is leading you, right? So what does that make you? That makes you a follower. I don't want you to be a follower. I want you to lead and let your degree follow you. And then finally, I want you to follow your bliss and the money will follow, I promise. This one's really fresh on my mind. I actually, this is a Wednesday and on Wednesday mornings, I typically work at a coffee shop here in Tallahassee called Red Eye. Those of you in Tallahassee know about Red Eye Coffee. So I'm out at Capital Circle at Red Eye Coffee every Wednesday morning for the most part. And I'm writing my blogs, I'm posting my podcast or editing them, I'm doing something like that. And I was talking to one of the new employees there, so she's a barista. And um, she said something about doing a full-time internship this summer. So I asked her what it was in, and she said she was going to be working with the homeless population in an area here in Tallahassee. And I asked her about her major, and she said that she was a social work major. And so then my next question to her was, are you going to work with that same population in your career? And she said yes, and then immediately started talking about how social workers don't make money and social workers working with children, which is the population she's going to be working with, teenage, the teenage homeless population. 
that social workers working with teenagers make even less than most social workers. And I told her what I do for a living, and I really talked to her about this this idea of following her bliss and not to worry about the money, to trust that the money will follow. And if you think about it from a career development perspective, so don't just think about this first job, think about down the line. So first of all, if you're doing something you don't love, it's going to make that 40 or more hours a week that you have to work really long and really arduous. But also, you're likely to be an average performer because your heart's not in it. Your soul is not in it. And so in terms of promotions, which typically come with more money, they're likely to elude you or not come as quickly as you would like them to. So that's one really good reason. So I I want you to think about it this way. And I heard this actually from one of my clients this week, and I really liked it. I told him I was going to steal it. And he had been listening to someone else's podcast talking about that your job, your career, and a specific job that you're in. So think about your career as kind of the whole thing, the whole the whole, you know, however many years you're in the workforce and um, in a specific career field. So you can change career fields, but a job is the, the work that you do right now under the umbrella of a certain career field. So you want your job to preferably fulfill at least two of these three things. So money. So in other words, there's enough money for you to live the life that you want to live. Now, that does not mean that you can, you know, necessarily buy Ferraris and live in a million dollar home, but does it provide a reasonable style of a lifestyle for you? Do you get to pay your bills? Can you pay off your student loans? Can you pay rent or pay a mortgage? Basic things are getting met. Secondly, does it provide you with the intellectual challenge that you want? So most of us want to be challenged intellectually. We don't want to do, if you think about white collar jobs, jobs that require a college degree, typically they're the opposite of those sort of assembly line jobs of old, many of which have been shipped off so, offshore anyway. But if you think about kind of that rote of you know, doing the same thing, putting the widgets together all day long. That's not why you go to college. You go to college so that you don't have to do that kind of work. So are you intellectually stimulated by this work? And I will tell you that that's the one that oftentimes when people come to me after they've been in a a job for a while, that's the one that is lacking for them. So what stimulated them to begin with, their company, their employer, whatever, hasn't continued to challenge them. They've mastered that job. They haven't been given an opportunity for a a new job, a new role, or or whatever the case may be. But at any rate, they're stagnating intellectually, and they really feel like their, their brain is going to mush a little bit. And the third thing in this triad is job satisfaction. So what do I mean by that? It's this sense that your soul's purpose is being fulfilled. There's this deep sense of satisfaction. And understand that different personality types and different people who like to do different work have a very different sense of what satisfies them. But it's really important for you to know personally, am I satisfied? What is it that satisfies me in a job? What is satisfying me or not satisfying me about the work that I'm doing right now? So money, intellectual challenge, and job satisfaction. So for example, if you follow the money, but you don't have any intellectual challenge, and you're not satisfied, it's not the job you want to do, you're not going to be happy no matter how much that paycheck is. All that paycheck is going to do is delay the inevitable, right? It's going to make it, it may make it harder 
for you to change jobs. It may take longer for you to convince yourself that you really need to take a job because that paycheck is coming in and you like that. Conversely, if the job is intellectually challenging, but it doesn't pay well at all, it doesn't pay enough for you to meet your needs, and it doesn't fill your, your soul, so it's really mentally stimulating, but it doesn't fill your soul, you're not going to be happy with that either. Now, I'm going to argue that a job that fuels your soul, that gives you that job satisfaction, is also inherently going to be intellectually challenging. I think that those two things are kind of inextricably related. So if you really are doing the work that your soul was put on this earth to do, I think it's going to be intellectually challenged, or you're going to find a way to be intellectually challenged by it. Now, let's just say the money isn't there to begin with. Now, again, I'm talking about you have to decide where that amount is. What is it that I need to live? Can I can I do this job that fuels my soul and is intellectually challenging for a couple of years to get me where I want to go? It's getting me on the target, on the dartboard. Um, it doesn't pay great, but it is it meets those other criteria, and I know I'm moving in the right direction with my career. So Again, if you take a job just for the money, you're probably going to be an average performer. And down the road, I think that that gap in the gap in salary is going to lessen because you're not you're going to be missing opportunities. You're going to be passed over for promotions because you're just not that great at what you do because the only thing that's driving you is the money. All right. So again, don't expect to find your dream job right out of college. The The goal should be, let's get you on the dartboard. Let's move you in the right direction. And then the next couple of jobs, hopefully, will be moving towards the center of the bullseye. Number two, divorce your career from your degree and really look at what you want to do and let the degree follow you rather than you following the degree. And number three, I want you to follow your bliss and the money is going to follow, I promise. You probably heard the expression, which I think is a little bit hokey. Um, do what you love and you'll never find, uh, never work a day in your life. So I have to tell you, I do totally what I love. And there are some aspects of my work, some, some parts of my day occasionally that I don't love. But overall, I love what I do and I don't consider it work. I consider it completely satisfying. So I want to be your career coach and I encourage you to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Leave me a comment. Leave me a question. And uh, I will be doing some, some videos and or webinars in the near future. I'm still working that out with my interns. And so I'll keep, stay tuned. I'll keep you posted on those. And hopefully um, you will take advantage of those as a deeper dive into some of the areas of expertise that I have. So have a great week and I'll talk to you next week. You've been listening to the Exclusive Career Coach with Lisa Edwards, CEO of Exclusive Career Coaching. It would be great if you would rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Also, I want to be your career coach, so be sure to ask questions about your career management challenges and job search situation. Until next time.